Hello, Up All Night listeners. This is Amy Lewis, and I am the host of the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast. I started my show in the spring of 2020 to deal with the grief that came along with the unexpected and tragic loss of my big sister, Rebecca. I wanted a way to remember her and tell our story of growing up together. So with each episode, I take a deep dive into the pop culture of our childhood and adolescence from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the 90s tween shows of Nickelodeon to the history of Nintendo to the story of the Sony Walkman, the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast focuses on the backstory behind the music, movies, TV shows, fashions, electronics, and toys that have made Gen X and elder millennials some of the best generations ever. You can find the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast on all major podcast platforms and at www.popcultureretrospective.com. Big butter, big butter, ass butter. Yeah, big booty bitches, big booty bitches. All right, hello. I like how you just accepted that. <laughs> I, I accept every. Well, he said ass butter. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do. Hello, my friends. Yep, it's me, Jason Emmett, and you are listening to the mixtape. And I just recently ate a cracker. Why do I tell you this? Because it was a big mistake to eat a cracker right before I record. So I'm going to wash it down, and then we're going to get started. Hey, you know, we've done a few episodes where we've done one-hit wonders of the 90s, and we're doing that again today. But this time, it's going to be a bit different. This week belongs to the ladies. And man, we have got some killer tracks for you this week, like really good stuff. I enjoy all the One Hit Wonder episodes we do. I enjoy most of the episodes we do in general, but I really like researching and doing those episodes. This one, I don't know, this one was just a little different and felt a little more exciting. Some very talented stuff this week. So hopefully you guys will listen, enjoy, share all that good stuff. Now, before we get started with the show proper, when my boys will join me here to talk about all the geeky goodness that we are going to talk about, please remember to always check out all the artists we mention here on the show. They're out there busting their butts recording stuff, and they're doing it for you, and probably a fat paycheck too, but they're doing it for the love first, and we want you to go patronize them and listen to their stuff. As is always the case, there will be a Spotify playlist available. Hey, please leave us a review if you have not already done so. We greatly appreciate it. To those of you who have, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It is wonderful. It helps the show out so much. And we have seen exponential growth lately, which is opening the doors for us to do some really cool stuff here, which we we will be talking about down the line. We're not quite there yet, but there's going to be some really cool stuff coming up. And it's going to start probably somewhere roughly around October. You're also going to see a slight, slight, very slight change in the structure of this show. You already have, now that you see we kind of 
have just a couple of minutes of preamble, and then we go into the topic. But what you're going to see is we've opened it up a little bit. We're now going to be going all the way up to the year 2010 of Our Lord, and you're going to see a little more format structure. In other words, when we pick a topic, we're going to do the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and we're going to get your input, and then we'll do some kind of free-forming thing uh, for the end of every month, something that we just really want to talk about. We have some really, really killer guests lined up. We've got some interviews that are just one that I'm super excited about that's going to be happening here in probably a little over a week. You guys are going to get that. All of the interviews are going to come down as bonus material from here on out. And there's going to be a few more surprises, so be looking out for that. As is always the case, we love your feedback. Please continue to give us your feedback. And the best way to do that is by visiting our social media uh, that's where we put the call out for people to give their requests and where we put the call out for people to give their suggestions and where we put the call out for you guys to you know give your contribution to what you would put on mixtapes. So social media is the best way to do that. I'm not going to keep talking. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and kick off the social media bit here. And then you can, that's where you can, you know, that's where you can find out where to go find us on social media and follow us. Hey, we've gotten a few new followers over at the Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast page on Facebook. Welcome. If you are listening to the show and you are new over there, glad to have you. You should also check out our Instagram, our Twitter, or X, or whatever the hell they're calling it now, but we're over there. And uh, TikTok. TikTok's doing some really cool stuff. We put some videos up there, and they tend to do really well, and people seem to enjoy the nerdiness that I instill upon you on TikTok, which is mostly just 80s and 90s goodness, a lot of memories, and recasting of movies and things like that. So, Please check us out there, but the best way is to listen to what we're about to, to you know, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going I'm to go and play it, and then you'll know. So here you go. Here's all the social media stuff you need to hear, and I'll be back here in just a couple of minutes, only I won't be alone, and you won't have to listen to just me anymore. So here you go. All right, this is a short one. We're going to get through this as fast as we can. We want you to join us online. We love to interact on Facebook Twitter and Instagram, and so we kind of need you to, we need you to do that. We are Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, or X as it's going to be called soon, I guess, the underscore mix underscore tape underscore pod. On Instagram, we are the underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast, and the Mixtape, that is three words, on TikTok. Really, that's how you can go and find us on most of our social media. You can email us, and please do, yourmixtapeshow at gmail.com. That's going to get you to us. Or you can give us a ring on the phone and drop us a voicemail. That number is 513-437-2377. Or to make it a little easier, 513-HE-RAD-77. Drop us a line. We will probably play it here on the show. The easiest way to find almost all of this is to go to the website, www.themixtapeshow.com or www.themixtapepod.com. That's our website, where you're going to find links to get you to any one of the things I just mentioned. Also on the website, at the bottom of the homepage, you're going to see a link to buy me a coffee. You can easily use that link to support the show. Another way to support the show is to leave a review wherever you listen, or you can, you know, visit our sponsor, BustedTees.com, 
And at checkout, put in the code JASON25945. That's all capital, all one word, JASON25945 over on BustedTees.com. I got great shit. Trust me, go over and check it out. You're going to get a discount. We're going to get a small kickback. Everybody's happy. Okay, that's it. That's all we got for you. Now I'm going to kick off the show proper where you get to listen to us talk about really cool stuff because we that's what we do. We talk about cool stuff. So here you go. Myself, Casey Masterpiece, Twisted Kid Matt, on with the show. Well, hello, friends, and welcome. Today is going to be a special day filled with friends, fun, and songs. I am your host, Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And you're muted. I I'm glad that happened when that did. <laughs> nope. Fucking internet just crashed on me. Oh, what's well, back? Just yeah. say your name. This is Twisted Kid Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I'll make that work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this time, this time around is going to be a bit different. Uh, we are doing another '90s one-hit wonders episode, um, and I guarantee that you guys probably know all of these songs. Uh, they're most of these are wonderful songs. Uh, but, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, a few of these songs you're going to hear, and it's going to take you right back. It's funny. We were going over them in my house the other night. I was kind of showing my daughter some of these. My wife was sitting there. She, one of the songs came on. She's like, oh my God, this takes me back to a very specific moment. I'm like, that's what's wonderful about this show. Yeah. Um, but these are all women. We're going, we're going to be talking about very talented women from the nineties that all had, um, one hit like we 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 try to specify this um what we mean by one hit doesn't doesn't mean they weren't around for other songs it's it simply means they only had one song that landed in the top 50 on the billboard hot 100 chart and for whatever reason they never had another one a couple of these people you guys are going to hear today you're literally going to be like what what did happen to them and a couple of them you're going to be like oh i mean they're still around clearly and they're wonderful so yeah I will say all the artists on this week's episode are really talented, and these songs are, they're going to take you back. So we'll go ahead and get started. We'll go ahead and we'll, we'll get started. I'll play some music for you guys, man. Thanks. Right. I really <laughs> like for you to do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> hey, you know you're excited when your voice got a higher pitch. Like, I'm, I'm a little excited, man. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's good. It's good. Um, this actually, my voice doesn't go that high, so. This song, this first song is the one that my wife was referring to when she said it, it instantly took her back to a very specific time in high school. So uh, let's go ahead and play it and see what you guys think. Takes me right back to a specific place too. So uh, this is I Love You, Matt. Always, forever. I love you too, man. Thanks, man. This is Donna Lewis. This comes from 1996. I had never noticed it, um, and if you want to check it out, you should, but it was pointed out by, I guess, quite a few people back in the day, it never hit me, is how much her voice sounds like when Cindy Lauper does, like, softer voice. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, it really does. Uh, she's yeah, not. Yeah, it does, actually. She definitely isn't as, doesn't have as strong a voice as Cindy Lauper does, um, but she she has a really good voice. Um this was Donna Lewis's debut single. Uh, she's Welsh, in case you guys didn't know. I did not know that, actually. Um, but this was her debut sing- single um, off her debut album, which was Now in a Minute. This song was written by Donna Lewis. It was produced by Donna Lewis. And 
Kevin Killen. And when I first saw that, I thought it said Kevin Klein, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" <laughs> but it was yeah. Kevin Killen. Uh, it's really Dave. Right. <laughs> yeah, he did a great <laughs> job. Um, it was released as the album's lead single in the United States in May of '96, and it landed on the number two spot on the Billboard Hot 100, where it remained for nine weeks. And actually trailed behind another one-hit wonder from the 90s we've talked about on this show uh, in a couple of occasions. And that would be Los Del Rio's Macarena. So that, hey, Macarena. Hi. That was the song. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was the song that kept this song from hitting number one. We've talked about it on our one-hit wonders. We've talked about it on our like worst songs of the 90s episode. Mm. We've talked about it on inappropriate song lyrics. That song's come up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was number five in the UK. This song was. It was certified platinum, so the song did really well. The single also reached number one on the Billboard Mainstream Top 40 chart for 11 weeks, and the Billboard Adult Top 40 chart, I think it's still on there, now for eight weeks. <laughs> I, when I see adult contemporary chart and shit, I'm like, all I hear is like... <laughs> Do you like pina coladas? Like, I imagine that song's still on there somewhere. Some Barry Manilow. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis said she was inspired by the novel Love for Lydia by H.E. Bates. And the the line from the chorus, um, it comes directly out of that, that book. The uh, um, One of the lines from the book, it comes right out of there. I don't know which one because I didn't look that up. Uh, anyway, the success of this song earned Lewis a nomination for Best British Female Artist at the 97 Brit Awards, which is weird because, well, no, she's Welsh. I guess that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My family's Welsh. <laughs> so I was thinking, for, for, for a second, I was thinking it said Dutch. <laughs> like, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait. She's Are Welsh. you okay today? I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm never okay, man. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the story of our lives. Yeah, this is how I operate. You get used to it after a while. Dude, yeah, so that's why people listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of us is going to have a mental breakdown in the middle of the show? Yeah. I got to tell you guys. Or before the show. It won't work as well because you can't see my reaction, but I was walking into the office Friday, and I fell. I wiped out on the fucking pavement. And it hurt. Like, I, I bruised up my hand and busted my elbow and my knee, like, in my ass. Like, I busted. First episode, I jump up. Do you think Do you think I cared about any of that? No. The first thing I did was look around to make sure yeah. nobody saw that. Saw Anybody? That. Anybody see that? No? Cool. Just the security cameras. There was a security camera. It's like, I guess I'm destroying that evidence. And it's here. funny because uh, one of the girls in the office was like, what would you have done if people saw you? I was like, I'd start swinging my hands and going, beep! Run! <laughs> you think that shit. <laughs> next time you run next to the security guard, they're laughing their asses off. Just well, they, you gotta you gotta fake it because I fell over nothing. <laughs> there was nothing there. It's just, just like like I'm gonna be that guy in my seventies. <laughs> that, like, that stroke sounder is becoming all too real. Now. I know, right? <laughs> I need I just need to carry it around with me in real life. <laughs> Plays it on his phone. You okay? Stroke. Stroke. (laughs) They were like, we don't listen to your show, Jay. Like, oh. They still get used to it. (laughs) It's like, how do you know that that's from my show if you don't listen? Matt, you said that song took you back, too. Yeah. Uh, It's it's very strange, but uh, I I don't really know why it it does. It was just always on the radio whenever I was working at a, a, a restaurant. 
uh, washing dishes at a, at a yacht club. <laughs> now, you've talked when about was, the yacht oh, club before. Yeah. I just picture Matt and, washing uh, dishes, shaking his butt, going, I love you always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was underage at the time, too, guys. So, you know, there you go. Shaking my little underage ass. <laughs> thanks for making it uh, weird. Yeah, thanks for the <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, you're the one who brought it up. But, no, um, I didn't bring up that also, you were underage. Uh, <laughs> right. Connie, this is, this is where my uh, chicken strip thing started, <laughs> by the way. I was working at that restaurant. Okay, I'm getting so. a lot of information, a lot of visuals. <laughs> We're here. learning chicken things strip. about Matt today. Yeah. Is that a I sexy dance you do, the chicken strip? <laughs> No, yeah, he learned that when he was underage. <laughs> no, it's it's actually when he was illegal, uh, like chicken tenders, like the yeah, like the food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I right. like the I like it better that it's a sexy dance you do for Connie. Hey, Connie, well, it's time it for now, the chicken so. strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Just this. Walk friend. like Mick Jagger through the living room, <laughs> remove articles of clothing. You and I have talked about the fact that our wives get will just like stop in front of them and start doing stupid dances mm-hmm. <laughs> just to see their reaction. <laughs> Yeah, I do that to the kids, too. Like, they'll be sitting there watching TV, and I'll get in front of them and start doing the robot and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta Uh, do something to it. My daughter was on the phone with one of her friends trying to have a conversation the other night. It's like a very serious conversation. I'm in front of her doing the robot and trying to make her laugh. That's what's good about being a parent. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry your dad died. Uh, My dad is... (laughs) Mine's um, doing the robot. Mine's doing the robot right now. (laughs) Uh, trying to comfort her friends. Mine's better than like, yours. <laughs> I'm gonna make you laugh now. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. Let's dance, dance uh, dancing. We we uh, tangent and sing on those special episodes on '80s TV. You know, <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> we, based off of this conversation, we have uh, tangented way too early. <laughs> I mean, Wait. if Mr. Drummond would just do like the moonwalk <laughs> on that bicycle episode, that oh would have been god, it's just it oh my god, all the right. moonwalk solves I haven't even, everything. I haven't even played the second song yet. <laughs> We're in trouble. Just, here's a throwback, Mr. Furley in the bike shop. Mr. Furley, oh, for, 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 for Furley wasn't on it, but Matt insisted go, it was go back Mr. Furley for a long time. Of, uh, Twisted Kid video on YouTube. Oh god, you know what we're talking about. All right, you guys ready for the second song? Go for it. Let's let's try to keep it. Here's uh, song number two. Derailed real quick. Great shampoo your hair. <laughs> this is. I think they should have used this for a pop commercial. It's just a lemon uh, crush, you know something. Yeah. Uh, this is Crush by Jennifer Page. Came out in 1998. Written by Andy Goldmark, Mark Mueller, Bernie Cosgrove, and Kevin Clark, but not Jennifer Page. Um, it was released as the first single from her debut album, Jennifer Page. Peaking at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, it managed to stay there for four consecutive weeks in 1998. In the United Kingdom, it reached number four on the U.K. singles chart. So they recorded the song, and Andy Goldmark takes it to a radio station in L.A., and he gets them to play this song, right? He's like, hey, come on, play the song for us. So they do, and it starts getting a lot of attention. You know, People are calling in, requesting it, and it starts to climb the charts, right? Which, that's not that odd we've heard this story before only they have done zero publicity for the song they've done no promotional release they've taken no pictures Uh, it hasn't really been mastered they've done nothing 
Initially, they only pressed 20,000 copies of the song, which sold out almost immediately. And so it's kind of unprecedented that a song would do this well with, like, zero promotion, all because of radio play. So that's pretty cool. I assume you guys know this song. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys probably know. I, I, I'd be shocked if there's a song on this list that you don't know. Like, it, yeah. they, these are all, like, these were really big, massive hits, and you probably are like, oh, yeah, I, I recall that very well. Well, I yeah. mean, for yeah. a while there, like, I think a full year in the 90s, I was living under a rock. I remember that year, yeah. 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 He, people would walk by, and he would hiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then ask him riddles. Yeah. Kind of feral. <laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> I seek the Holy Grail. Um, <clears throat> so here's the next song on our list. Yeah. It's like the Lilith Fair. <laughs> it kind of is. Uh, this is Sunny Came Home by Sean Colvin. I There for a minute, this song was like, God, man, I remember you could, everywhere. Yeah, you could turn on the damn radio. It's like, there's Sean right. Colvin again. Uh, this was the lead track from her 96 album, A Few Small Repairs. The album was released in June of 97. In the United Kingdom, the song was originally released in July of 97, but didn't chart until they re-released it in May of 1998. Huh, that's uh, weird. It was a commercial success. Actually, you know, I started finding, we're going to be doing a uh, 80s metal episode here soon, and one of the tracks on there, very, <laughs> very famous track we'll get to, but same thing, and it did not hit, and then they re-released it a little bit later, and it did. It's so weird that that can happen like that it's like why didn't it hit the first time i don't know but um so it was the song was a success a commercial success uh reached number seven on the u.s uh, billboard hot 100 uh won the grammy award for record of the year and song of the year and it was nominated for best female pop vocal performance so about this song um sean colvin has said it was the last song to be written for uh or for me to put lyrics to on the record I'd already chosen the album or the cover art for the record, which was a painting by a dear friend of mine named Julie Speed. And there's a woman, obviously with a match, a lit match, and what appears to be a huge fire in the background, in the far, far background. And I thought, why don't I write a story about that girl? So that's what the song is about. It is her friend drew, uh, painted this picture. She decided I want to use that picture for my album art cover. And hey, let me write a song about. The girl on the front. So that's yeah, what the song is about. Patriarchy. Yeah. yeah, got it. That's pretty much. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there you go. Now, <clears throat> the next song on our list. Oh, yeah. You know it. <laughs> Trust me. You know it. You can probably, both of you could probably sing every damn lyric on it. And you've heard it a bazillion freaking times. It's going to be real embarrassing if we have no idea what's going on. Oh, God. Is. Right. You're, yeah. If so. I'll just play it on the slide whistle just in case. If so. Okay. If, if you guys don't know what the song is, there's really something wrong with both of you. We'll take the chair marked on your father's map. Such a good song. Matt. It, is. it is a great song. Like, genuinely and love kiss that song. Me. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. This is uh, Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. 
Um, uh, side note, one of those bands that I was aware of well before that song came out. Yeah, and they like, had they other... Were, they were big in like the Christian music world. Yes, or, so they were really? originally. Yes, cor- yep. uh, correct. They started off as like a Christian rock band, which and is then the, weird. This is what happens, man. You go secular, and suddenly you get one song, everybody knows it, and then you never heard of Well, they again. had other... Just that's not true. Up. They actually had other songs, just none of them hit the charts. Like, they had songs yeah. that... We're in movies that and one, stuff. This Th- one was, yeah, I was going to say, this one was in every movie. So it was. We're like, definitely oh, going to hit yeah. that. Um, but didn't they the, They did a cover of There She Goes, didn't they? Pretty, yeah, it was like pretty much any movie where the the unconventionally attractive girl takes her son, her takes her glasses off and suddenly <laughs> she's so, And I was actually like, yeah, she was usually played by Rachel Lee Cook. I'm, I'm actually like, I thought show. she was Come pretty, pretty cute stop. with the glasses <laughs> on myself. Yeah. Right? I mean, she was already hot. She just took her glasses off and... Yeah. Supposedly and then Freddie Prince falls in love. Uh, right, her. thank yeah. you, Kevin. Thank you. Supposedly she was hotter. I thought she was just as adorable yeah, with yeah. the glasses on. It's and she right. still looked great, by the way. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, amazing. Me and, me and my face blindness. Once I take the glasses off, I don't recognize her. <laughs> it's like she was like, was like, was like, like a, a weird is Superman. Is that Superman? Thing in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, so this is six just taking advantage of people with prosopagnosia. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> this is from their third uh, self-titled their their self-titled third studio album came out in 1997. Uh, the song released as a single in '98 in the U.S. It was nominated for best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals at the 42nd Grammy Awards. This was their highest charting single in the U.S., peaking at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and becoming the sixth best-selling single of 1999 uh, worldwide. The song reached number one on the Australian and Canadian charts, as well as number four on the UK singles charts. So there you go. Um, it started as like, so you had talked about them being a Christian rock band, and then they actually changed their sound uh, significantly. And then this song started its life as a draft of a song written in a motel in the Netherlands where the band was on tour. So singer Lee Nash uh, said the band had been in their rooms for about an hour, when band member uh, Matt Slocum called to let her know that he had composed a new song. So she said, uh, we were on tour over there, and we had a show that night at the Flevo Festival. I don't know what that is. She said, we performed the song that night. I went down to his room and learned it. It was an instant hit with fans, but it was still like a year and a half before we recorded it. So the song was more pop than most of their stuff. They were a little hesitant to put it on their album, but their mm. producer persuaded them to reconsider. And Nasha said that early versions had slightly edgier lyrics. You're going to love this. Slightly edgy, edgier lyrics with Silver Moon Sparkling written as Cigarettes Sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whoa! in the world. Yeah, that's, <laughs> wow. That's, that's, a, that's a scent right there. Cigarettes Sparkling. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. pump this, pump, Jesus pump doesn't like that. They must have opened for Andrew Dice Clay back in the Jesus 90s. says no yeah. ciggies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, nineteen ninety come nineteen ninety nine comes around, and Miramax puts this movie, this song in the movie. She's all that, which we were just joking about, and that propelled the song a lot. Like it just took off. There were also three versions of the music video for the song. The original. Uh, that one, the band sits in a park watching, oh, the original, and then there's one where the band sits in a park watching scenes from She's All That on a little TV set, and then there's a version where the band sits in a park watching scenes from Dawson's Creek on a TV set. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, all right, 
We'll just hand you guys a TV with a green screen. Yeah, on just watch we'll pretending you watch whatever this. show. Then there's the fourth one where they're watching Scooby Doo. No, um, the Dawson's Creek one was VH1's number one video for May of 1999. Which, uh, whatever that means, there you go. So yeah, it is a great song, Matt. You're yeah. not wrong. Like it's a wonderful song. Yeah. It's fun and it's poppy and it's catchy and it's mm-hmm. romantic and yeah. And takes- uh, they also apparently have a Ohio connection for the record. Really. Yeah, uh, Matt Slocum, whose name kind of like rung a bell when you said it. I mm-hmm. uh, went and looked him up on Wikipedia. He's also played guitar in a band <laughs> called Over the Rhine. Oh, so, okay. Which is why oh, that I thought you were going to say he went through Ohio once. Yeah, he drove through there one time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, um, which Over the Rhine is an Ohio-based folk uh, folk group. Well, that makes sense because Over the Rhine, you've been to Over the Rhine, Matt. It's right up the road. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Enjoyed it. So, yeah, I really want to take the trail marked on their father's map, though. I really only if she wears yeah. that hat. Yeah, because I don't I don't want to go. if She doesn't wear that hat. So. Yeah, you got to wear those shoes, though. <laughs> I will. Well, yeah. I'm going to wear shoes. <laughs> I don't live in that part of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one's pretty much the same deal, man. You guys know it and you love it and you're probably going to be able to sing most of it. I'd be shocked. And I know Matt knows this song. Guaranteed. Are, are you? Okay. Hundred percent. Say that you love me. And how did I know Matt knew this song? Because it's on Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, which we've talked about here on this show before. Uh, This is Loveful by the Cardigans, written by Peter Svensson and Nina Nina Persson. Guess guess where they're from. He attempts to pronounce Swedish names. Yes, they're Swedish. (laughs) Svensson. I didn't attempt. I nailed it. (laughs) Pronounce it as a Swedish chef. Birdie, birdie, Peter Svensson and Nina Persson. It's probably very accurate, actually. Yeah, that's more culturally sensitive. There you go. It's like so culturally sensitive. Um, it was their third. This was on their third studio album, uh, First Band on the Moon. It came out in 1996. I, of course, and probably a lot of you know it more from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Released September 1996 in the U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, in the U.K., and August in the U.S., a few months after it released, the track was included on Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, which we did talk about back on episode number 74, which was our um, 90s soundtrack episode. You guys should go listen. It's a very good episode. This song hit number two in the U.K., number three in Canada, and number two on the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart here in the United States. It didn't appear on the Hot 100 chart, though, due to some rules that were in place at the time. Every time I read that, I'm curious what the rules were. Yeah. But it never says, so I don't like know. Like, no Swedes. <laughs> that was the rule. <laughs> that was the rule. That would be weird if that's what we found out it was yeah. this whole time. Yeah. Um, like, no. So this song was written in an airport while they were waiting on a plane. They wrote the entire song while they were waiting on a plane in the airport. Um, I also want to say that uh, Nina... Person is she's adorable and she's pregnant in this video. We were watching it and we're like, My wife's like, She's pregnant, and we're like looking at and she's like rubbing her belly, like showing it off. Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, that was her way of revealing to the world. Loving me, loving me, being stuck in a jeep. My belly, yeah, it was weird. That's how the father found out. (laughs) She's like, Shit, (laughs) 
You're like, I'm telling you, you better love me because this is your child. Yeah. The song is uh, is very, I love the song. It's very toxic. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't care how she's treated as long as they tell her they love her. They can leave her. They yeah. can do whatever they want just as long as you tell her you love her. Fooler, fooler. <laughs> Go on and fool me. Sorry, choked on air. You good? Much like I fell on air the other day. It was very weird. Tripping up the stairs. <laughs> uh, there were no stairs. That would have made it better, I feel like. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like a reason why you would yeah. fall like I that. I think I just came than... stepped down on my ankle, you know, and twisted. Did you a saw the Royal Aurora Borealis? Aurora Borealis. Bam. You guys don't know how often I practice. You, he just looks at himself in the mirror and just it's like I'm gonna get, no, get this one day. There's no mirror. They're never gonna give me shit again. <laughs> yep. I mean something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rural. I can't do that one. That one's still tough. Rural King. Rural, rural King. Uh, we'll we practice. support you in your endeavors. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, you, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe in you. So, yeah. Again, there's no I know you guys know this one. Again, because of soundtracks and stuff that have come up in the past. Uh, but everybody knows this song. Yeah, right. You play it every night, and then you call me. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's really fun putting that into the search bar on Spotify, though. <laughs> <laughs> I myself. This Side is like, note, uh, there will be a Spotify playlist for this episode. Yes, there link will. in the show notes. Yep. Yes, there will. And eventually a link on the website. Working on it. Working on it. We'll right. get there. Correct. Uh, this is "I Touch Myself" by the Divinals. Recorded there. They, did you know they were Australian? I didn't know that. The Divinals no, were Australian. No, yeah, I, I didn't either. Uh, written by the team of Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg, along with Christine Amphlett and Mark McEntee, 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 of the Divinals, and released in November of 1990 as the lead single from their fourth album. Uh, the, the album's called Divinals. It's just spelled weird. <laughs> Since <laughs> the vinyls, it's just spelled a little weird. So, uh, this song, God, in 1990, this was considered risque as hell. Um, yeah, I remember the controversy. Yo, there was a lot. There was a lot of controversy yeah. about this song. It deals with subjects like eroticism, orgasms, and female masturbation. Blush. Uh, the single hit number one in Australia. Yeah, take that, Cindy Lauper, with She Bop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hit number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And guys, I cannot make this shit up. I Touch Myself debuted on the U.K. single chart at number 69. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. You know, And then, you know they wanted to raise it one, but everybody's like, oh, no, I can't vote on it. <laughs> can't be. Just like keep it right there. Um, it peaked at number 10, spending a total of 12 weeks on the charts. Like I said, risque and like uh, Kevin said, very controversial in the U.S. when it first came out. Only in the U.S. Everybody else was fine with it. Yeah, because right. we're, we're prude. prudish. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn pilgrims came over here and started a whole other country and just fucked it up for the rest Listen, of the world. Yes. <laughs> it's no WAP, but for 1990, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, it was a big deal. Uh, still, even with the controversy, it reached the top five on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, peaking at number four and number two on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. Uh, the I Touch Myself Project, by the way, this is a real thing. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. The I Touch Myself Project was launched in 2014, 12 months after Amphlet's death from breast cancer. Yeah. So, I actually 
knew this, which is why I was not going to laugh. She wanted the song to be adapted as a global anthem for breast health, and the project was created in her honor with its mission to create educational forums to promote self-examination. Yeah. Uh, this is really cool, this next bit. Yeah. So in June of 2014, Connie Mitchell, Deborah Conway, Kate Cabrano, Katie Noonan, uh, Little Patty, Megan Washington, Olivia Newton-John, Sarah Blasco, uh, Sarah McLeod, and Susie DiMarchi released a version of I Touch Myself with each providing their own interpretation and distinct style to the song um, to help raise money and awareness. Um, I, of course, will always remember Austin Powers when I hear this song. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's true. Yeah, so I think I think that's really cool that a song that started off with all this controversy, they ended up using it for, you know, a very positive thing. I think that's yeah. really really cool. Uh, side note: um, There's a I would say a male version of that in the uh, the song <laughs> that Tom Green released. Hey kids, feel your balls so you don't get cancer for very similar reasons. Yeah, very similar reasons. He also got cancer. So yeah, by touching himself. But no, not he by didn't get cancer by touching himself. That's how he found you out just, that he got. You just scared like fourteen-year-olds everywhere. Like, what? Hang on a second. Yeah, <laughs> let me let like, me really clarify that. Yeah, let me, let me clarify. I'm gonna die. Yeah. I do it a lot. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I'm gonna risk it. So. <laughs> I roll those dice. <laughs> gonna risk it. <laughs> Worth the risk. Yeah. And then you get, and then they finish and they just start crying. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin says, "I'm gonna risk it." <laughs> roll the dice. Actually, I'm making a similar hand motion as to when I roll dice. Why has "roll the dice" never been a term for masturbating? <laughs> it is now. I'm gonna go say motion, right? I'm gonna go roll the dice. I'm gonna go play some Yahtzee. Show. I'm gonna play some Yahtzee. I'm gonna farkle. Um, those are dice <laughs> games. I'm going to connect the dots. Yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Too far. What? Uh, we have a few more songs. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I, when we get through these, I want to ask you guys, and this is going to be a tough question for you guys, but mm. I want to ask a question when we get done. I want to know, out of every song we played, if you have a favorite. And it's going to be tough because this... And one other we're going to play might, <laughs> it's going to be one of those two for me. But this next song, I absolutely adore. And just so we're clear, um, she's still around and I think just recently released a new album. So here you go. But we're all doing our Macy Gray impressions. Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. When I first heard this song, I thought it was the chief from Car um, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> Laura Beth Thigpen. Why do I know yeah. that? Um, Why do you? Know? I mean, it's awesome that you just busted it out like that. Right. But I, why did you know that? Maybe it's because I had the loot, the warrant, and the crook. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I try to say goodbye and not choke. I'm, gonna, I'm looking that up to verify that because I, I, I feel like it's not 100% I wanna, correct. I want to hear our impressions. Try to walk away uh, and not stumble. Try to hide it. It's clear. 
go, Kevin. My world crumbles when you are not. <laughs> Got a little Maya Angelou in there. Yeah. You kind of. That's good. Uh, yeah, Maya Angelou kind of oh, So good. Uh, this is a great song. This is a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful song. This is I Try by Macy Gray, uh, co-written and performed by Macy Gray. Song was released in September of 1999 as the second single from her debut album, Oh How Life Is. Uh, it's her most successful single to date, like I said, to date, because she did just recently, either did or is about to release out. I think it just came out not that long ago. Uh, it peaked at number six on the UK chart, number five in the US, and number two in Canada. At the 2001 Grammy Awards, it won Best Female Pop Vocal Performance and was nominated for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. Um, Gray's only song so far, like I said, to reach the top 40 on the Billboard Hot 100. At the 2000 MTV Video Music Awards, the video won Best New Artist and was nominated for Best Female Video and Best New Artist in a Video. And like I said, I dig this song. Um, For me, we had... A very during this time period, like all these songs we're even talking about, there were two very kind of specific styles. You see the kind of poppier female vocals, and then we have something we'll be talking about here in a minute, the more edgier ones. So she she did like kind of a I don't know what you would call it, but it was it was just sort of like a R and B, a little smoother with some very unique vocals. I mean, she has a very unique voice, and uh, yeah, she talks yeah, that way very. too. <laughs> she, she even talks that way. It was like. <laughs> Hello, I'm Macy Gray. <laughs> She's wonderful. I would like to order a pizza. <laughs> I tried to <laughs> order a pizza last night. Want <laughs> a pepperoni? Got a pineapple. Jay walks into work and he stumbles, <laughs> which I did. So it works. Uh, side note: It is Lynn Thigpen. I was combining. Uh, Lynn Thigpen and Lori Beth Denberg from e- from all that. What the hell reason? is wrong with you? I don't know. First of all, what? And second, we would have believed you. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. I don't also, know. if you Thigpen. ever get a chance, look up the. Uh, there's a clip of Kim Kevin's, Marino from the state singing. Kevin's so right. I try by Macy Gray. That's wonderful. First of That's all, fantastic. Yeah. And second of all, Kevin is right. You're missing this, Matt. We don't care. It's just impressive that you remembered Thigpen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. By the way, uh, R.I.P. She uh, she died back in 2003. Yeah. No, yeah. that sucks. Uh, from Carmen San Diego. Yeah, she was. I think the, I, the chief I think I remember that. Yeah, I think by the I way, remember hearing about that's that. her real name. That's not even the character's name. Yeah, it does sound like. Why a do I know San that? Diego yeah. name doesn't it? Yeah. It also sounds like somebody from the Peanuts. Big Pen. Yeah, right. Big Pen. So it's always dusty. This next song on this list, and rightly so. I mean, it barely makes it into the '90s, but it always always strikes me as an '80s song more than a '90s song, and I don't know why. It just does. Uh, we'll see how you guys feel about this, but I know Stewie, uh, occasional host of the show, Stewie D loves this song. But. Oh, Connie's jam. Is it? Yeah. I can and see. I can totally see this being an '80s song. Right? It, it's got a very '80s so feel. It's, it's not though. That's no. the thing. No, it's yeah. 1990. Yeah, so it barely makes it in. Barely, yeah. It's and actually, like December thirty. Actually, the album, right. the album was nineteen eighty nine, and the song, the single, was released in nineteen ninety. Okay. So, this is uh, "Black Velvet" by Canadian singer Alana Miles. 
Um, and this song was a uh, the weird Elvis tribute <clears throat> song, which we'll get into. It was a number one hit for two weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 and reached number one on the album Rock Tracks chart, as well as number 10 in her native Canada and number two in the UK. Uh, Miles won the 1991 Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. Uh, since its release, the song has received a buttload of airplay, garnering the what they call the Millionaire Award from ASCAP. Um, in 2005, basically, it, this song had more than 4 million radio plays. I think we talked recently about um, Every Breath You Take being the most played song on the radio. And I think it was, what, what was that at? Do you guys remember? It was like 15 million or something crazy like that. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. But this song had like more than 4 million plays on the radio. And that's a lot. I mean, that's really a lot. Um, so I said this was sort of a weird Elvis tribute song. Um we all know, you know, Elvis, for those of us who, who were around, uh, I don't know that people talk about it as much anymore, but... Daddy died Velvet, the toilet. Velvet Elvis. <laughs> yes. Velvet Elvis. Actually, Weird Al has a song called Velvet Elvis, but they used to paint Elvis portraits on black velvet for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, they were obsessed with uh, it. Crazy Uncle Randy... Has like a small collection. Of that would be pretty. That's Elvis's. that sounds like something he would do, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Crazy Uncle Randy's a friend of ours. Used to do a show called yeah. Drunken Zombie, which I'm sure is still out there somewhere. If you want to go have a listen, oh, yeah. so fun show. Um, but that's not the only reason that this song is called Black Velvet. This is something I did not know. Elvis used hair dye called Black Velvet. The color was called Black Velvet. Mm. So really interesting. There you go. Uh, Co-writer Christopher Ward, who was Miles' boyfriend at the time, said he was inspired while on a bus full of Elvis fans riding to Memphis, attending the 10th anniversary vigil at Graceland in 1987. Uh, He got home, brought his idea to Alana and producer David Tyson, and they were off and riding. The song was one of three in a demo Miles gave to Atlantic Records, and that demo got her signed with the label. Uh, something else I did not know. Uh, the song was I did. did I want to know if you guys did know this because this shocks me. Now, Matt, you said this is Connie's jam, so yeah. you may have known this, but I never knew this. Um, so the song was given by Atlantic Records to country artist Robin Lee. In the United States, Miles' version was released in December of '89, and Lee released a version two months later in February of 1990. This led to Miles being promoted uh, by Atlantic on the pop rock charts and Lee on the country stations. Did you know there was a... I didn't know there was a country version of the song out there. I never knew that. I've never heard it. So that's that's weird to me. Yeah. Send me me the information later on. I'll play it for Connie. We're going to be driving in the car later on. Robin Lee. Robin Lee. You know, at first I... Thought you said Robin Leach. Yeah, Robin yeah, Leach. Lifestyle. Robin Leach. Black, black Velvet. Velvet. Black Elvis. No, not Black Elvis. Black Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> black Velvet. Wait, who would that be? I don't know. There's got to be somebody. Chuck Berry. There needs Randy to be. Randy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I don't know. There really isn't. I mean, <laughs> considering Elvis stole. A lot of his sound and music from black artists to begin with. I no. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. You don't yeah. say. <laughs> Although somebody, there was, who was it? There was a black artist who recorded in the ghetto. Who was that? Like somebody re-recorded that song. Uh, 
Oh, the song in the ghetto. Yeah. Rick James. Did Rick James uh, do in the ghetto? <laughs> that would be what interesting. Yeah, hang on. It wasn't on. that uh, version of Elvis, but it was like his own oh, in the ghetto. No, somebody yeah. like redid it years later, I think. In the ghetto. Oh, it was I'm Cartman from. <laughs> and you got out. Oh. So while you're looking us up, we were. I was going through all these songs, and I was like, I wanted to play them for my daughter, and I wanted to get her opinion because you know she's Sammy Davis Jr. That that's might be who it was. I was thinking of actually, yeah. actually. Now that uh, you say that, Tracy Chapman did it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's probably wonderful. Yeah, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. But I bet Tracy Chapman doing it is great. Merle Haggard. Um, Three, wait, Three Six Mafia. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and the Cranberries and Dolly Parton. Oh my God, this wow. song Marilyn Manson did it too. Apparently, <laughs> That's what weird. The hell? <laughs> Not a joke. I I will send you the link so you can verify. Hey man, yourself. I saw a picture of Marilyn Manson the other. Not recent, but it was like Marilyn Manson looks like Nicolas Cage is wearing a costume of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sounds about right. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. You know. Um, so I was playing all these songs for my daughter because, like I said, she's younger, and I I wanted to get her oh. thoughts on a lot of these. And Reba was, and Darius Rucker did a duet. Oh, that's kind of cool too. Yeah, I that bet that's really cool. good. After the death of uh, Mac Davis, who wrote the song. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's I bet that's really good. Actually, I wouldn't mind hearing yeah. that. Yeah. But I was asking my daughter. I was playing all these songs, and we were we were actually watching the videos and uh, kind of getting her thoughts on some of these. And we got the last song on the list. I played this for her. And she was like, so she re- she really liked uh, Macy Gray. She she was like, that was a really good song, and she liked some of these. And and but this last one, I kept asking her, so what do you think? What do you think? So this, it's really hard for me to say if I try is my favorite song on this list or if this song is my favorite song on this list. I have a feeling Kevin's going to really like this song, but she just kept going. It's a good song, but I'm very distracted by the video, <laughs> which. I get, because I am also very distracted by this video, and we're going to see if you guys remember the video. Here's the song. Oh, yeah. 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 As soon as you get that, ooh, ooh. (laughs) You know what happened? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of of skin. Yeah, Yeah. and... And I, I made a comment. I'm like, I feel dirty watching this because she's so young. And my wife's like, well, she, she was of age. I'm like, and I was, and I'm close to her age, but I'm watching it now because <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it's a little different. This is Criminal by Fiona Apple. This is an amazing song, and she's amazing. She's like a criminal by watching the video. God, but she is amazing. Fiona Apple is yeah. incredible. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. So this is the third single from her debut album, Title. Um, it was sent to the radio station in June of 1997 and was released to the rest of us in September of 1997. Uh, Apple has stated that the song is about feeling bad for getting something so easily by using your sexuality. It was her highest charting single, number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number four on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. The song won a Grammy Award for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance at the 40th Grammy Awards and was nominated for Best Rock Song. Uh, Criminal was listed at number 55 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s, and it should be because it's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. she's amazing. And 
uh, it's weird because you think like she only had one song on the charts. Yeah, she was more. I mean, she's more alternative and probably I hadn't checked, but probably hit those charts a, a little more often than the Billboard yeah. Hot 100. And she had that that speech where she basically just called out award shows as being bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, uh, she's also that. not wrong. A lot of them are. I mean, let's just yeah. face the facts. It's you know, it's it's a popularity contest. I've heard people. I've heard people. Um, who uh, who do the uh, the Oscars? I've heard people that are on the voting board that have talked about how complete bullshit it is. It's like you got a bunch of men in a room that know nothing about. Now some of them do, but it's like they don't yeah. they don't give a shit. And yeah, the Oscars are complete bullshit. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of sponsored. And it's like who who do they like this year? Not not who do they like for the movie? Who who do they like? Yeah, and, they're and gonna let get away with slapping another person. On thank TV. you. You know. Uh, well, yes. I mean, he was banned from the Oscars. Oh, what the rich guy got banned from an award show? What were they supposed mm-hmm. to do to him? Chris Rock Arrest didn't press him. Chris exactly. Rock didn't press charges. He said he did not want to press yeah. charges. That yeah, was at least kick him out. That was hey. That's that is that was some classy shit by Chris Rock. Chris Rock's true. like true. You know, agree, but the he could have he could have had out. a lot more on that, but he yeah. could have. He chose, uh, and I hey, I support him. I'm like, good for you, man. He's probably like, I'm not going to sue you, but I will talk about this in yeah. an upcoming comedy special, yeah, which is fine. And he got his revenge pretty much. It's yeah. it's sad because look, man, I know how the world feels about the situation. I I love Will Smith, and I I really hope he can clear his shit up. I would love to see it, but it's like yeah, dude, I do too. But what we, he did was bullshit. We and uh, I think he knows it's bullshit. I think that's the thing. He's just too afraid to like stand up the way he needs to and say what he needs to say, and he ain't going to do it. So, uh, listen, man. I was in. I was in a. Yeah, Fiona Apple criminal. Huh? I was in a. Uh, <laughs> I was in a uh, emotionally abusive relationship for a while. So I get it. It's really hard to stand up for yourself. So men and women, if you guys need help. <laughs> There are places you can call. Actually, just fucking pack your shit and leave. Trust me. You think it's hard? Two weeks out, you're like, oh, God, this was awesome. I'm so glad I left. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the song's great, too, though. And the video is, I could see being distracted by the video. It's, uh, it's a very distracting video. It's her mm-hmm. half naked and lots of uh, skin of other people. Yeah, lots of other half naked. She's, she's in a bathtub with some legs around a her head. Kimbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The legs akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's a freaking great song and a great album. Oh, yeah. So you should check out the entire album. Again, it's called Title, like Tidal Wave, not like Title as in name of the album. But it is the name of the album, but that's not how it's spelled. It's like Tidal Wave, like when the water's coming. Not like the name of a book. Correct. Well, I mean, it could yeah. be the name of a book too. I haven't checked. Title. She could be did the... have an album where the the title was literally like forty five words or something. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome too. Yeah. It's like uh, I'm not gonna even start to list the. It's like everybody calls Buckaroo Bonsai Buckaroo Bonsai, but that's not the name of the movie. Yeah, it's something about Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension. Yeah. 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 That's the actual name of the movie. All right, so that was the list. These are our 90s one-hit wonders, like females, 91-hit wonders. Um, so I got to ask, out of all the songs we talked about tonight, I'll give you a rundown. I Love You Always Forever, Matt. Um, Crush, 
Sonny came home, kiss me, love fool, I touch myself. Oh, I should have ordered these different so that, that I was like, kiss me. It's like, I'm in love, fool. I touch myself. Kiss me. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Um, Who is that, Mr. T? Come on. <laughs> now you feel like a criminal. Oh, dude, Mr. T needs to record love, fool. <laughs> love, fool. Love me, fool. <laughs> um, I touch myself. I try black velvet and criminal. So out of that list. He tries black velvet, criminal. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would say out of that list. Uh, Just curious where you guys would stand I'm on this personally, list. I would say the catchiest one is You're going to say six. Oh, I thought you were going to say six pence on the Richard. But Kiss Me holds okay. a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit higher regard on that one. Just, yeah. Plus a really great cover by... Um, Newfound Glory. Oh, so that was that was when I was doing the research. That was brought up many, many times in all the stuff yeah. I read. Of course, I remember Which that version. Newfound Glory also covered Love Fool. Oh, did they? I did not know mm-hmm. that, but I remember their oh, cover yeah. of uh, Kiss Me. And so, actually, hang on. Let me. Uh, they, Kev, they did it with somebody else. Kev, where are you on that list? When we did, you for have me a, as far as like I, artistry gonna, and talent? You're going to say Fiona Apple, I, aren't you? I am. I yeah. totally respect that lady. I mean, she. She's one of, like, back in the late 90s, there was these series of, like, white girls who had strong voices. And Fiona Apple was, like, one of that group. It was, like, her, Christina Aguilera. Close. Um, we, we're close enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. I was about I'll, to say Christina Aquafina, but, you know. That's, Christina Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina, you need to create that, that character. ever her name now. now. I want Christina Aquafina. Aquafina. Who, I think Aquafina is brilliant, by the way. I think she's very talented, oh and I want God. her to create that so character, good. Christina yes. Aquafina. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because you look at, especially oh. then this little little teeny thing that was Fiona Apple with this gravelly ass like and strong belt belting out. out voice and it's like how is that coming out of that yeah. um and yeah. then in the early 2000s like all that talent went over to england and you had like duffy um let's see yeah. uh god uh duffy amy uh, winehouse yeah amy winehouse there. thank you i yeah. can't believe my brain kind of collapsed eh, on that. it happens yeah it happens to me but, a lot yeah it's okay <laughs> we're we're He's he's trying to say he's not the only one who has brain farts and little mm. mini strokes on the show. It can <laughs> it can happen to all of us. Yeah, and it happens you to me know, a lot. I mean, yesterday I I was giving my spiel on my tours and every time I said the word area, it came out as era. Oh right. god, oh god, I thought you were gonna yeah. say it came out as areola. areola. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice areola over here. Well, I mean yeah, uh, look at this. Fantastic. Fantastic areola. The rich I'll people live in this areola. Tour. We're talking about the strip clubs. Over here is the poor areola of town. Yeah. <laughs> Just sad and droopy looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, God. If you've been to Newport, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, you're not far off. <laughs> Covington's right there. Um, <laughs> there. There are some strip clubs where you probably see some sad and droopy areolas. <laughs> Watch um, your eyes. Okay. <laughs> I can't look away. I don't like it, but I can't look away. Um, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> it just makes Nazis melt. Dude, I want to see a skit where it's like people in a, in a bad strip club, like, close your eyes, close your eyes. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Their faces just start melting and shit. 
Oh god. Um, so that's our list. Um, yeah. Hey guys, as Matt said, there will be a Spotify list out there, and uh, this is a good one. Like I could sit and just listen to this, these, all these songs right in a row would be pretty fantastic. Actually, I would recommend going and checking that out. Want to give a couple quick shout outs here on the show? You guys can help me with these. Of course, our friends okay. over at Not a Bomb. You should go check out Not a Bomb, the podcast. Those guys talk about uh, movies that did not do that well, and they discuss whether they should have or should not have, and uh, whether they should be a bomb or not. Is it a bomb? Is it not a bomb? Did it just uh, suck, or did it deserve to do better? Yep. Uh, you should. You guys should be listening. Armchair Wrestling Booking Podcast is uh, Steve's actually going to be doing a show with us here soon. We've got him scheduled yep. up, so uh, we're going to have Steve on. But if you're into wrestling, you should go check him out. Uh, we'll get to the one. We'll get to those guys because they've been giving us some shout-outs. We're, we're going to go get oh, to yeah. those guys. Oh, yeah. uh, obviously, totally 80s and 90s recall. We thank you guys for all the stuff you've been saying. Um, those guys are great, too, so please go and check them out. Uh, who am I forgetting, guys, because I do this all the uh, time. Let's throw in uh, new new to the show, uh, True Crime on Easy Street. True, true Crime on Easy Street. Yeah, loving that show. Obviously, so, Patrick caught up on that one. from Scream Queens deserves his yeah. own little yeah. bit. We need to get him back on the show. Yeah, we've been talking yeah, been about it. We love he, Patrick. He, he pointed out to us the other day that everything that happens in the film Looker, Looker. that we discussed back in the day is Looker. happening for real. Looker. Yeah. And you asked My him. You asked him if you asked him if uh, John Oates threw a woman yeah. off a building, <laughs> 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 which would be weird if that actually happened. Now yeah. I'd be like, okay, all right, it's time oh, to move. Here she comes. <laughs> Wonder, <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great? Is that this that scene where she's, she's falling from eater. the from the building? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Our misheard song lyrics episode. If you want to go check that out, it's fantastic. Um, which side note, by the way. Um, Connie and I just watched the trailer for the new Saw movie. Yeah. It's a Saw prequel, Saw X. Mm. And uh, I want everybody who listens to the show to go watch that trailer and leave a comment of what song you recognize in that trailer that we have discussed very recently on a show. And I will I will point it out. It is the, uh, is this song a ripoff oh, of another song? Interesting. It's from that episode. So Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard it and I looked at Connie and I go, do you recognize that? She goes, yeah, that sounds really familiar. We had like, an huh? episode not that long ago. It was, uh, I think it was called Musicians Who Stole Other People's Songs or something like that. Go back and check yeah. that out where we just talk about songs that were, were they or were they not blatant ripoffs of other songs? Yeah. So that one's a few episodes back. You can go back and check that out as well. Anyway, we have to give a huge shout out to our good friends over at Behind the Funny. Yes, uh, yes. We've been talking to them a lot recently. We're going. We of course want to do another crossover episode, but they had some guests on their show uh, recently, and apparently, because they talk about us all the time, these guests knew who we were and have listened to the show and just had some really, really uh, kind, yeah. kind things to say, and it just meant Completely a lot. Completely made our days. Yeah, it meant it meant a lot. So. Yeah. We really appreciate those guys, and we really appreciate all the feedback and all the kind words and the reviews you guys leave. You know, even just dropping the five stars, like it, it means a ton. Just hitting the five, you don't even have to write anything. If you just hit the five stars, it's like we see that, and it's like, oh, man. it's a huge boost. It's a yep. huge boost to our ego. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but both both the ego, and our spirits, our, uh, our attitudes. Like we, if we there, yeah. we were having this is a true thing. We were having a shitty day the other day. Oh yeah, it was like. It was rough for a 
couple of us. Like, yeah, and I'm like, we're Kevin was probably doing all right, just sitting there going, <laughs> I'm having a great day. Well, I, so. apparently I turned Kevin's <laughs> yeah. mood bad telling him about what was going on in my world. Um, True, yeah, yeah. And then Matt, Matt texts yeah. me, he's like, hey man, go to this timestamp, go go listen to Behind the Funny, but you got to go to this timestamp even if you don't listen to the whole episode. And um, I can't always do that, depending on what I'm doing, I can't, but I actually stopped. And I took a break, and I, I threw on the headphones, and I went to the timestamp. Um, I've listened to the episode. I know we, we all have at this point. But at that yeah. point, all I could do was go to the timestamp. And when I heard that, it, it did. It made my whole day just to hear mm. people say kind things. Because we do these shows, and we love doing the shows. We have, obviously, you can hear we have a lot of fun doing the shows. <laughs> and uh, But when we get feedback, um, when we get feedback online or when we get feedback you know, through other shows or whatever, it, it really makes our day. And it's just great hearing from you guys. And uh, I love that you guys have been writing in and that you guys have been sending us stuff on the social medias, you know, leaving comments about upcoming shows or giving us your opinions or we love it. Uh, so please keep doing it. We really appreciate it. Um, that's it. I think for this episode, we're going to go ahead and end it. Uh, we love you guys. We will be talking to you guys very soon. Please stick around. Uh, we've got some really fun shit coming, and hopefully some more interviews lined up and things along those lines. Please go check out all the artists we talk about here on the show. Uh, that's why we do it. And please go listen to the interview episodes and check out those artists and see them when they're touring around and things like that. Speaking of which, next weekend I'm going to see... Uh, I get to go see Howard Jones, Berlin, and Culture Club. Oh, dude, I was wondering oh, if you were so, going to go to that. Yeah, yeah, Howard Jones, man. I'm, I'm nerding out. I love Howard Jones, so it's going to be it's going to be really cool. Yeah, so he'll leave a light on for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's Howard Johnson's. <laughs> Look, oh, I turned the yeah. light on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Hojo. Uh, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, we love you guys. Until next, we have the opportunity to speak to you all. Remember to always. Stay awesome. There are times that you feel Like your head is a big old bucket Filled with fuzzy dreams Cause you wish you were But you can't play the music And you can't like the lights And it's all you can do just to make it through any more of these lonely nights So you grab your favorite mixtape And you pop it in the slot And you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now, it's all you've got Stay, stay awesome Plant a tree inside your heart Stay.